Welcome to another episode of Brood. I'm Adonis. And I'm Bryce. And guys, yeah, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is uh, the podcast that Bryce and I do on a weekly basis where we talk about coffee and we have other conversations about other things. Uh, still working on that catchphrase. Uh, so if you guys have any, <laughs> um, you know, thoughts on some, some kind of cool catchphrase we could use, we would appreciate it. Um but yeah, this is going to be a very fun episode. We have uh, a conversation planned. Uh, we're going to talk about streaming services later on in the episode. Uh, I have a beer review coming up. But first and foremost, we're going to hit you guys with some coffee talk. Uh, so let's jump right into that. So this week we actually have our first non-coffee coffee coffee review. So we are going to mm-hmm. be talking about coca-cola with coffee so if you guys uh, are familiar with this it is coke's new i guess it's new to the states apparently it's been around in other countries for a while but uh they just brought it here to the u.s um it's a uh, coca-cola and it's infused with uh actual coffee um and uh yeah we both had the opportunity to try it over the weekend and we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. it because it is a uh very interesting um coffee experience if you will indeed um so yeah let's just get let's just get first impressions uh bryce what was your first impression of this uh coca-cola with coffee uh first impression was huh because <laughs> i was expecting to uh i was expecting it to be terrible okay. i just got it to try it because i felt like you know i should try it yeah uh and I had gotten two flavors, which we'll get into, and uh, I took my first sip. I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I remember, um, I was like, when when I first saw that this Coca-Cola with coffee was a thing, I was like, I swear that I've seen that before. And then I was like, haven't they done this before? And then they did. They had this thing called Coca-Cola Black which was apparently like a, a Coke flavored or a coffee, a coffee, a Coke that was supposed to taste like coffee. So instead of it being like infused with coffee and being like its whole thing, it was just a, a Coke that was like a coffee flavored Coke. Um, and I remember that and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember not liking it very much. So I think I went in with uh, pretty low expectations Um and yeah, first time opening it, like you, I got two different flavors. I got the caramel flavor and the uh, dark blend or dark roast flavor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I tried the dark roast and had a very uh, visceral reaction to it. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit in the <laughs> review. And I'm just trying their caramel flavor right now this morning. And that's I had a totally different sort of effect on me so uh yeah let's let's jump into our actual reviews talk about what we thought about the flavor um see how they executed everything so um yeah initially i tried the dark roast and i was like man i can't believe how much like coffee this tastes like i was like Mm -hmm. it's not some kind of gimmicky thing where they're just gonna add in a little bit of like nuttiness to make it taste like a coffee no this legit takes tastes like coffee and on their website uh the like banner um that they have up is uh sips like a coffee uh sips like a coke finishes like a coffee and that's like a for me that's like a perfect description of it because when you initially taste it it just tastes like you're drinking a coke it's got like the the carbonation like that classic coke flavor to it and then yeah. On the back end, you get hit with those coffee flavors, and it's very—it's a very strange combination because it does feel like something that you could just drink with like uh, a meal or something. But then that coffee flavor comes in, and then that throws everything off. So initially, I was like, "Man, I really, I really do like this. Like, I think it tastes good." But but when do I drink? Exactly, this? <laughs> it was like I don't yeah, think I'll ever still my buy problem. these. Yeah, because it's like I like the taste, but I'm not the kind of person who just drinks soda to drink soda. Like if I'm drinking soda, I'm drinking it with a meal or something. Like I, I don't yeah. just have a coke. You know, I I have to be eating something to drink a soda. I know that's kind of weird, but if I'm if I'm just chilling, no, that, drinking I mean, that's something, pretty much yeah. Yeah, I'm drinking like a beer. You know, but um. Yeah, no, I had this and I was like, man, I don't know when I would ever drink this. And I was like, okay, maybe 
maybe I replace like because I drink Red Bull sometimes, and I was like, maybe this can replace that. Check the the uh, caffeine content, and this is this it's it has so nowhere low. enough <laughs> like caffeine yeah, so. to keep me energized. So. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy because I expected to see like a really high number. Yeah, because um, I always I had actually never looked at the caffeine levels for just soda in general. OK, uh, let alone Coke. So I never really knew that. I just always thought they were really high. Yeah, because I grew up being told they were there was really high numbers mm-hmm. or that you shouldn't drink because of all the caffeine and stuff. And then I go and look at it and a regular Coke can is like thirty nine grams or thirty four caffeine, yeah. thirty four. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, these with coffee is 69 grams, mm-hmm. which for a typical coffee drinker is, is nothing because the average cup of coffee for like just any old, just like medium or, or dark roast is going to be 250 milligrams. Mm. I kept saying grams before I meant milligrams. Grams of <laughs> caffeine is just insane. Yeah. Don't, yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, these, um, Coke with coffee are only 69 compared to like 250. So like you're not going to get the caffeine kick you need yeah so you really would in the end just be drinking these for flavor yeah and which you know it's not a bad thing but also when do you drink it <laughs> exactly yeah that's my issue and it's like I, I like the taste i have nothing really negative to say about the taste of the of, of them um but yeah that coffee flavor in the dark roast at least is so uh it's so present like it's there it's not a subtle flavor it's it's there you can taste it and mixed with the Coke, again, it's not a bad flavor profile, but I can't, like, drink this with a, a sandwich because I, I wouldn't drink a cup of coffee with a sandwich. Like, you know, I, yeah. drink, I would drink coffee with, like, a, a bagel or some or with breakfast food, and I wouldn't drink a Coke with breakfast food. So it's like you put those together, there's not really an ideal time to enjoy this uh, with a meal. So, um yeah, I just it's not it's not something that I can imagine having on a regular basis. Now with this caramel one, I, I feel say, like you think about the caramel one. The the coffee flavor is a lot more subtle. Like it's definitely something that you can just get you just get a hint of it. So this one I feel like maybe this could be like a a brunch type of drink if you're having something in the middle of the day. Because I again I don't get a lot of the the coffee taste with it. It kind of just tastes like a, a a coke with caramel with just a, a little bit of a, a something weird thrown in there. But I'm not getting that aggressive coffee taste like I got with their dark roast. Um, so I, yeah, this one is a little more accessible, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like the taste of the of the dark roast a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I like I definitely like both. Uh but the caramel one, my buddy uh described it perfectly. For me, he described it perfectly, uh the flavor and he's like it tastes like root beer floats, but it's a coke instead. Hmm. And I was like, you know, that's exactly what this tastes like. It just tastes like cuz it kind of tastes like there's that like ice cream in there and you're tasting the ice cream while you're drinking the soda mm. uh so it's like adds to like the creaminess and some like vanilla ish in there and like it just kind of adds to the substance and then you get your carbonation and your soda flavors and yeah uh that's what the caramel one tastes like to me it tastes like a root beer float but it was coke instead i mean i could definitely i can definitely see how you get there maybe it's too crowded for me maybe it's like it's coke and caramel Could be too much and going coffee. on. Yeah, it's like it's a little. I can't pull out three different flavors within one sip, so it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just the the thing that that sort of shocked me the most was how much like like a Coke it tasted like. You know, it tastes like a soda, but just like a coffee. F- I don't even know. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird sensation. It's a weird flavor profile. But I I dig it. Like I like it a lot. Again, it just the problem is when would I drink this? <laughs> you know, as someone yeah. who isn't a uh, a person who just drinks soda on the go or anything like that. Like if you if you're that kind of person who just has a has a coke in the middle of the day in between meals or, you know, whatever, I think this is definitely for you. But um yeah, as for me, I I'm not really drinking soda in in between meals, so it's interesting. Yeah. Very it's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. I like it's it though. Definitely very different. They they definitely got I I think they got the flavor profiles down, which yeah. is interesting. Um, 
so yeah like flavor wise definitely give it a try yeah uh because it's it's good just timing wise of when to drink it who knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> who knows all right uh so on the the brood scale of sippability bryce how many rings are you gonna give this uh coca-cola with coffee Man, if we're so with this one, are we gonna give it rings based off of the overall combination of when and of thinking about when we're gonna drink it and how it tastes, or we're we just gonna go off of flavor hey for man, this one? There are no rules here, okay? You Oh man. <laughs> you decide how many rings this coffee deserves. <laughs> or yeah, I guess it's coffee. So I'm going to I'm gonna base it off of both of those factors. Mm. And not not two different scales two different ratings but one rating based off of both so like the flavor is fantastic i love the flavors of of each of the ones i tried i tried the dark blend and the caramel Mm -hmm. and i thought they were really good i enjoyed them a lot uh and then for the but for time of like when to drink it it's like i just i just don't know when i would drink it unless i'm trying to like have a late night and i just want a a kick of caffeine in the afternoon or something which doesn't happen a lot for me, I just don't really drink caffeine in the afternoon. Um, but so I am going to give this a three. Okay. Uh, based off of those two, those two factors. If it's just flavor. It's a, it's a five. Oh, for wow. Me. Okay. Like, I think I, I really, I do. And I think the flavor is good. Uh, I really do enjoy it. Um, it's just the timing is just kind of like it's you just don't know when to drink it. So I'm going to give it a, a three rings. Okay. Not bad. Three or five. That's not bad. Um, I'm going to go just, I think, one tick above you. I'm going to go 3.5, uh, and pretty much for the same reasons you, you stated. I just, I don't want to knock it too much because I feel like the whole, uh, not knowing when to drink it thing is, is a personal hang up. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna fault Coke for that. They didn't, they didn't think about, you know, us, uh, pretentious coffee drinkers when they were making this thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go 3.5. I do really, really enjoy the flavor. Um, it's a very, it tastes very good. I personally am partial to the dark blend a little bit more than this uh, caramel blend, just because I feel like I, I like the taste of coffee. I'm one of those people who enjoy the taste of coffee. Obviously, you know, we're doing a coffee podcast, um, but <laughs> I could see where this this uh, caramel one would be favored by some people, because I do think some people just enjoy coffee uh, for the, the, the practical benefits of it, for the caffeine benefits of it. They don't really care for the taste. They just drink it just to, to get through the day. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people, definitely check this out. Um, and yeah, I, I just I was shocked by how much I actually en- enjoyed the way these tastes. Um, probably not going to be stocking up on them personally, um, just because again, where do you fit that that flavor profile into your day? Um, but yeah, I think this is definitely uh, so- something that Coke hit the mark on. You know, so definitely worth trying. Yeah, definitely worth trying. Go pick one up, find a flavor, get all three flavors, yeah. sip on them, see how they feel. Um, not they're good. I haven't been to a grocery store in a while, so I'm not sure if these are super available at grocery stores. I was able to find them in a gas station, so um, I'm pretty sure. And I didn't have to look. I didn't have to like go to several different gas stations to find one. First one I went to had them available. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're looking yeah. to try them, I would recommend a gas station. Um, Bryce, where were you able to find yours? You said at a at a grocery yeah, store. Yeah, no, right? yeah, at a at a Fred Meyer, a okay. Kroger store. Okay. Uh, so I mean, it was they were fully stocked on it. Okay. Up here, I'm I'm up in Washington, so I don't know if that helps any of our listeners, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a Kroger store, so I mean, fries should be stocked on it too. Okay. But did did you did you look in fries and they didn't have it? No, or, I have not. Yeah. We just haven't been yeah, to a grocery been to store. A grocery okay. Store, yeah. So. yeah. Well, hopefully this should be fully stocked. Yeah, there's so. uh, actually multiple different flavors. So obviously Bryce and I tried the dark blend and the caramel, but there's also a vanilla flavor and there's Coke Zero Coca-Cola with coffee, um, but those are only available in the dark blend and the vanilla. So no caramel version of the Coke Zero version. So. But yeah, so uh, before we finish up coffee talk since this is a uh non-coffee coffee drink and i am someone like i mentioned earlier i drink red bull not on a regular basis but i, I will have it if i'm heading into work for a late shift or if i have a, a late night planned and 
you know, I need some extreme caffeine. I'll I'll pick up a Red Bull and and enjoy it. I'm partial to the to the sugar-free Red Bulls or the the coconut blend ones, the coconut berry, I think it is. Those are really good. Um but yeah, Bryce, what about you? Do you enjoy any energy drinks? Are you an energy drink person? Uh sometimes, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh I do not like Red Bull. No? I'll never okay. understand. <laughs> but I feel like it's the same on both sides because, like, I enjoy uh, specific Monster energy drinks. Ooh. Um, and I feel like people who like Red Bull don't like Monster. Yeah. And I feel like people who like Monster like Red Bull. It's just, like, a flavor thing. Um, but the Monsters, the, one that, the ones that I enjoy are... And I don't know the names of any of them. But <laughs> the White Can, like, the, it's, like, the Zero Sugar... Okay. Um, why this? Because uh, energy drinks, I usually try to not drink them just because it, it messes with my. They used they generally mess with my stomach, but there's three flavors I found that don't mess with me, and it's that one, um, the all white can, and then there's the I think Ultra Paradise one, and that is the I think it's like the purple and orange can or something, and then there's a. Th- third one there's i think there's a green and purple can or something because i don't like the regular green one it's not the it's not their original flavor but okay. there's like another fancy one um that i enjoy i think those are all their zero calorie ones too i think or their zero sugar ones or whatever and uh yeah those are the ones i enjoy i can't say there's other energy drinks i've enjoyed and i've tried a few i mean it's been a long time since i've had other ones but okay yeah those are the ones that i enjoy haven't had them in a Quite a while, actually. But when I do get some, that's what I get. A little bit of a, a funny story with me and Red Bull. Uh, so I, I could not drink Red Bull for a very long time. Um, and it all stemmed from, I think it was in 2013, maybe 2012. Um, I was at a party and <laughs> we were playing this drinking game called Electric Tower. I don't know if any of you guys out there have ever heard of it. Um, but I the, don't know what that is. <laughs> the... The purpose of the game is uh, so you have a team and I think it's like teams of two and uh, you set a predetermined number of Red Bulls and I think we were doing five. So the purpose of the game was you take a shot, you chug a Red Bull and then you put the can down and then your partner takes a shot, chugs his Red Bull, puts his can on top of your can. Then you take a shot chug another red bull and you make a tower alternating like that and if your tower falls you have to start over and yeah so we we played about i want to say like four or five games of electric tower in one night and Uh, yeah i think me and my partner won every single game uh but we lost the night because that was one of the worst nights i think i ever remember having with alcohol because yeah, that sounds miserable. Yeah, that sounds absolutely <laughs> terrible. <laughs> you're never supposed to have that much Red Bull, and then when you add alcohol into it, it's just it's a terrible experience. I do not recommend this game. Anybody out there listening who might think, "Oh, that sounds fun," don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible idea, and that just yeah, that ruined Red Bull for me for a a couple years. Like I I would get sick at the smell of it, and then I uh, just started to sort of wean myself back onto it but yeah it was a a very very bad night i do not recommend it um yeah only one of the only few times where i thought i might i was like man i might have to go to the er like i might have to i don't <laughs> yeah, know if my heart that... is going to explode was uh, it the regular red bulls or the yeah. sugarless no they were regular it was the re- they had all that sugar too yeah it was oh my god a very very bad right. experience I don't know how you're alive, man. It's, you know, youth youth keeps yeah, you alive exactly. in those situations. Yeah, I was uh, I was a machine back in those days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, that wraps up coffee talk for us today. Uh, if you guys have had the opportunity to try these Coca Colas with coffee, you should definitely write in. Let us know. Uh, let us know what your favorite energy drink is as well. Um, Brewedconvos at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah. I also wanted to have a, a little conversation today about uh, just pets. And I know that sounds very strange and very random, but uh, the way this came about is I was talking to one of my friends about a movie uh, called Wendy and Lucy. And it's a movie. Have you ever seen this movie, Bryce, or heard of this movie? I never heard of it. Um, it stars Michelle Williams. And uh, she is someone who is basically like on the road. 
uh, is is transient is that a is that a PC term? Can I use that or do I need to <laughs> uh like someone who is not I don't that's actually I don't know. Okay. Well uh they, yeah, I actually don't know. <laughs> well, well we'll leave it in and if I offended anybody, please call me out. Um but she's someone who's on the road and uh with her dog and she ends up in jail one night and um she loses her dog and her dog's name is Lucy. Um, so she, the, the movie is basically about her trying to, to get her dog back. Um, and I was talking to one of my friends about it and they were like, yeah, I just don't know why you would care that much about an animal. Like, why would you care that much about a dog? Like, you know, whatever it's an animal. And I was like, well, that's a shitty thing to say. Um, (laughs) but, and I was like, is it though? Because I'm just a dog person. Like I love my dog. Um, and I would go through extreme measures to ensure her safety. Um, but I know you're someone who's not a huge pet person. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you don't have a dog or a cat or anything. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just a something that not everybody is super into. Um, so I just wanted to talk to talk to you about, you know, what what is what is it about you that makes you a a non pet person? Would you consider yourself a non pet person? Um, I don't consider myself strictly a non pet person, but um. But, I mean, to a pet person, I would definitely be a non-pet person. So, for the sake of the conversation, I'll be a non-pet person. <laughs> okay. But my reasons for not being a pet person is has always been allergies. Okay. Ever since I was a kid, I've had really strong allergies. And, and we – and then also, we didn't get – well, I guess technically, I we had a dog when I was, like, really little. But I don't remember him at all. Okay. That's how little I was. And then um, by the time – Oh, um, I had memory to be able, you know, to remember a dog that we would get. I didn't, we didn't get a dog till I was 14 or 15. Um, and then that's pretty much like, we knew I had allergies already. Like I okay. stayed at friends' houses and would get hives, you know, around mm-hmm. their dogs and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but we got this dog and, you know, I, I played with her all the time, you know, when she was a puppy and I wanted just like, I would cuddle up with her and stuff, but then. Like, I would feel miserable afterwards. Oh, so it's like I didn't get to, like, keep that bond at all. I just wouldn't play with her anymore, oh, basically, okay. because it was, like, that bad. Even taking allergy medicine and stuff, like, it was just no good. Um, But in this stage of my life, so, like, I think all those things built up. And I just, so I just never thought about getting a pet. And then also just the money it takes to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't have, I barely have money to do that, let yeah. alone taking care, properly taking care of a, a pet. Mm. Like, I would love the pet and take care of the dog, and but, yeah. like, I wouldn't. It would be really rough. Okay. Um, So, those kind of, all those factors kind of uh, come into play. But now that I'm older, uh, my health is a bit different, and moving up to Washington, my allergies are, like, downplayed a lot up here, so okay. I can handle a lot more. Um, and I can be, cats were way worse for me and, and horses and farm animals were generally a lot worse for me than any dog was. Okay. Um, but even now I can be around farm animals or, or cats for, I can even sleep in a house Mm. with a cat now. Okay. Um, as long as it's like ventilated for the most part, but like, um, but I, there was a time where I couldn't even be in that apartment or house for an hour. Okay. Because I would immediately get itchy and my eyes would like get red and stuff. But now I'm kind of in a different stage and I think about getting a dog sometimes and, you know, if I, you know, whenever I get the money to do that or be in a stable enough uh, space to be able to do that. Like when I have a family, I would love to have a dog or two mm. in the family. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, for me, it's always been an allergy thing and just um and and a timing thing just not being able to have one uh but with the thing that your friend said i'll touch on that so that i think is just like a very that could just be a very like pragmatic thing to say like if you because i feel like when i see movies like that i think or i i think the same way or i say the same things Mm. but then when i actually think about it later and I'm like, you know, it's just because I haven't owned a pet and I don't hate pets. Like if I owned a pet, I feel like maybe I wouldn't go to extreme lengths, but I definitely wouldn't not try. I definitely yeah. wouldn't not give it a good effort. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is, you know, and if I get a pet, it's, that's it's family. Also, like, it's, yeah, it's hard to, <laughs> to make that 
it's like a, it's like well, I don't want to be over dramatic here, but it's like with the kid, like they say, you don't, you know, you don't know how much you will care about a kid until you have a kid, you know, and it's so yeah. I think it's similar with pets, like if you've never, you know, had that connection with an animal, of course you you're you you know most people would just be like oh yeah it's just an animal like okay it, it it's gonna be fine on its own it doesn't need me but you know i think when when you have that connection with an animal it just it it creates a bond between you and it's like and you know people who say like you know their dogs are a part of their family i 100 percent agree with that but if you've never experienced that then it's kind of hard to imagine like some of these extreme lengths that people mm-hmm. go to for their pets but I, I do think it's one of those things that you have to experience in order to, to to truly like appreciate. So I get it from the standpoint of it's it's an animal, like you know, it's not a person, blah blah. But I, I think it's uh, I I definitely understand the people who are hardcore about their pets. Like I, mm-hmm. we we both like a um, couple of our mutual friends are very very uh, attached to their to their pets. Um, so I think it's um, definitely something that is is I can understand both sides of. I obviously lean more toward the the uh, extreme measures side of that argument because I, uh, because of my relationship with my dog. But um, yeah, I think it's something that you unless you have experienced it, then you probably won't understand it. But yeah, yeah, yeah I definitely I get it. I don't I don't think I fully understand the extreme the extreme loving like the doting and like the cuddling all the time Mm -hmm. and like like the super hard love for pets but that's just because i can't really have that close of a physical bond with pets so like i'll love you know whenever i get a dog i'll love them you know pet them and train them properly but like i can't i won't be able to like i can't sleep with them i can't like hold them and cuddle with them for like hours on end so it's like i that's like a piece i'll I won't really get to fully experience like, and, and I, and you know, I've had allergy medication and stuff. Um, it's just, it's not enough. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, fair. I mean, I think, but yeah, I looked it up in 67% according to the, uh, American pet product association, 67% of us households have at least one pet. Um, that's about 85 million families. So that's, that's a majority. Like that's a yeah. pretty big majority. So I wonder, of the percentage of don't the the thirty three percent that don't have a pet, I wonder what percentage of that is due to allergies because I would feel like it would be a pretty sizable chunk. Yeah, you know? I feel like it would be too. But I think about like I mean, you could always do like fish or <laughs> like a snake no. or no. Oh God, no <laughs> reptiles. Nope, no reptiles for me. That is. Not a thing. <laughs> I had a I had a frog when I was growing up. I had my brother had an iguana. Um, I had a tarantula. Um, oh, man, yeah, my buddy has a, he got into tarantulas over the quarantine. He has like thirty of them, oh, like different geez, species that he's it. like been watching grow and stuff. <laughs> and it's it's crazy. Thirty, it's cool. Like it is really cool to see them, but like at the same time, it's like, does he have no. their? Do they have their own room? Like where do they all go? Uh, no, they just they all they need a very small space. They don't need a lot of space. So he has like these small. Uh, let me see if I can get guess measurements. Uh, I don't know, probably in the inches, six by six by six. Like they're like, they're like boxes sure. essentially. Yeah. They're more rectangles, like six by six by eight with height. And so like it's just a bunch of those boxes. Oh, okay. There's like three or four that are maybe a foot or foot and a half tall because they're like the bigger spiders. Oh jeez. Um, I mean they're not foot long spiders, <laughs> but they're they're bigger yeah. ones that need more room to build their webs and stuff. But it's crazy the difference. They're all in the same space, but they build different webs and build different yeah. everything. And like, it's just, it's, it's cool. It is cool, but I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't personally get tarantulas. No, yeah, I had one and that was cool. <laughs> I thought, you know, it was, it was like, you know, I, I'm not afraid of spiders. I've never had arachnophobia or anything like that, but I can't imagine having 30. Jesus Christ. That seems crazy. All right. Uh, should we get to a break? 
Yeah, I think it's about time. All this talk of tarantulas, I'm kind of I'm ready to <laughs> move on. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to go grab a refill. And on the other side, we're going to be having a conversation about streaming services. So we hope you stick around. We'll be right back. BRB. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we are going to jump into a uh, segment that I am officially titling Home Sweet Foam, um, where I uh, discuss Beautiful. beers with you guys. So we have um, every other week, uh, Bryce and I are going to be doing a beer or tea reviews. Uh, Bryce's tea segment is called Let's Get Herbal. Um, and my beer segment is called Home Sweet Foam. Um, so whenever I'm doing a beer review, we're going to have a conversation about something that you can do indoors, uh, something at home, something indoors, something that you don't have to to venture out into nature to enjoy. Um, and then Bryce is going to be the opposite side of that when he does his tea reviews. He's just going to talk about things that uh, you can do outdoors, things you can do when you want to be active and be healthy and things like that. So uh, we hope that we can strike a, a good balance and give you guys some ideas on on how to spend your day um so today uh i am going to be reviewing one of my all-time favorite beers uh, i'm going to be reviewing uh santan brewing company's mr pineapple so mr pineapple is hands down my favorite beer that santan brewing company uh, offers uh santan brewing company for those of you not from arizona is a uh, arizona brewery uh they brew their own beers and they have a, a pretty wide selection of choices um mr pineapple is a pineapple wheat beer um their description on their website is that it's a a stylish wheat with a tropical personality infused with fresh pineapple juice from fair trade costa rica um takes traditional wheat beer and adds some seriously cool character uh it's a pretty light um on the alcohol content it's only five percent um so what you would get from like a bud light or you know any kind of seltzer or something it's not a super heavy super hard beer i love it just because it's super crisp it's very refreshing and it i'm a big fan of pineapple um as a flavor and it definitely comes through like they say in the description it's infused with pineapple juice so uh, you definitely get those uh those strong pineapple flavors coming through it's just a it's just a delicious a delicious wheat ale i know bryce you can't really enjoy wheat ales as uh yeah. as often as you'd like but have you tried this one before i feel like you've had me try it mm. um you probably have and I, I like pineapple flavors in with things as well i'm sure i don't remember it though but i'm sure i enjoyed it because it sounds great and i do enjoy those pineapple flavors in in drinks yeah uh, in my beers and stuff so yeah, it's uh when you go to their brewery, they actually serve it with a slice of pineapple on the side of the glass, which, you know, like if you get a blue moon, they put the orange slice there, but here they put mm -hmm. the pineapple slice. So that's really cool. Um yeah, it's just it's a fantastic beer. If you guys have not tried it, please please uh, you know, give it a shot. I know they sell it at pretty much any grocery store here in Arizona. Um so if you guys have the chance to, to head out and give it a try, definitely do that. I don't think they ship uh, nationally. I think you can get it delivered if you uh, are within the state. Could be wrong about that. You can always check on their website, uh, santanbrewing.com. Uh, but yeah, I just I really, really enjoy this beer. Um, probably one of my favorite like lighter beers. I'm um, not really... When I was younger, you know, we talked about my uh, electric tower days at the in the first part of the episode. <laughs> but <laughs> when I was partying and drinking, you know, really shitty beer, um, you know, when a when a thirty rack of of Bud Light or Coors Light was our go to, you know, those were the days. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ever since then, like I I don't ever buy like Bud Light or Coors or Miller or any of those super light beers. Um, 
And uh, I would say like this has the body of those beers though. So it's like the same light crispiness of those beers, but it's just got a much deeper, much more flavorful taste behind it. So um, if you are someone, and not, I'm not trying to shame you for drinking your, your party beers, if that's your, your beer of choice, go for it. Um, <laughs> but if you are someone who enjoys those types of beers and you want a little more flavor, a little more variety, I would definitely check this out. I think this is something that you would you would definitely enjoy. So yeah, that is my uh, beer review for Mr. Pineapple. Let me know if you guys decide to try it. Brewconvos at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, again, it's a it's a pretty popular uh, flavor, so I'm sure a lot of you have already had it. But if you haven't, um, definitely give it a shot. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, we are going to jump into our main discussion today. Uh, we're going to have a conversation about streaming services. It's something that I think all of us... Uh, you know, experience in our day to day lives. So I thought let's let's talk about it a little bit. So um, before we get to our personal preferences on on streaming services, I did a little bit of a, a deep dive on them, and I wanted to just get your uh, thoughts, Bryce. If you had to guess off the top of your head, which five streaming services would you say are the most popular? Are we including music, like all no, streaming, sorry. or uh, this just, is just or just just film, just like movies, shows, yeah, and just video? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like all the basic. Maybe they're not basic. I watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, I would say Netflix, HBO, okay. Disney, like all the big ones, like all those, and Amazon Prime okay. Video. Because I don't think I know any other. Does Voodoo count? Yeah, I would say Voodoo. I guess it counts. Yeah, I guess those count. Okay, well, if we're taking those into consideration. <laughs> I'm still going to keep those other three or those four. Okay. And then we'll throw in – I'll throw in Voodoo in there too. I know there's a few others, but I don't use the other stuff, so I don't really know the names of the other streaming services. Uh, Yeah, fair enough. You got – Four out of the five. Hulu would have been the fifth one, not Voodoo. Oh, so. I forgot about Hulu. Yeah. I rarely, I rarely use that. Yeah, it's uh. So Netflix is is king right now. Uh, has two hundred and three yeah. uh million worldwide subscribers. Uh, seventy four million here in the U S. Uh, Amazon has one hundred and forty nine worldwide. Uh, and fifty here in the U S. And Amazon Prime that is just the video streaming service not amazon mm -hmm. prime as a delivery service so um yeah the website that i that i got this information from differentiated between those two um hbo has 100 million worldwide subscribers and 41 million uh here in the u.s uh disney they did not uh release their um u.s numbers but they have 95 million worldwide so just behind hbo and uh, Hulu has uh, it's only available, I guess, here in the U.S. At, and it only has 38 million um, subscribers. So pretty steep drop from Disney to Hulu. Uh, but Disney owns Hulu. Link. So I think, you know, they can clump together if they want to. Yeah, uh, I didn't know they owned Hulu. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Of course they do. They own I should know Hulu that. Okay. and ESPN Plus. I think you can get like a package deal. Yeah. Those. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's pretty you know accurate as to what i would think just because as much as people were like oh disney plus is gonna be the the netflix killer like i feel like disney plus is very niche it has it has mm -hmm. a lot of content that everyone likes but it's missing a lot of mature content a lot of adult content so if you want to watch anything serious you're not gonna be able to find that on disney yeah. plus so I, I think that it's definitely something that people love and people will continue to subscribe to, but I don't I don't think it's gonna ever compete with Netflix for that top spot. It's just a little too niche. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about our personal usage right now, though. So Bryce, uh, what streaming services are you currently subscribed to? Uh, everything that was named. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I do have I have Netflix, HBO, Amazon Prime and Hulu and Disney. And so the Disney and Hulu, like you said, were a package. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I also have ESPN Plus because that came with a package, but I don't really use it. I was going to say, what um, do you use that for? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, they do. They have um, they have uh, gaming now. Oh, they okay. Have, uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Why can't I think of the term right now? I don't know. I feel like an idiot. But the game, they have they have gaming on there okay. now. Esports. They have a whole section for it. Um, but there isn't really anything I'm interested in right now. Okay. Or anything that's going on. Um, but I have those through my phone service so okay. i don't i don't pay for that and then uh for hulu or for disney plus and then netflix netflix like everyone else in the world i'm on <laughs> a friend's plan <laughs> um i do pay for hbo and i pay for my prime video yeah um so yeah i mean i use i use all of those and then uh, I have a buddy who has a Voodoo account too that I'll use. Oh, Crunchyroll! I use okay. Crunchyroll okay. all the time. Yeah, that's anime, right? That that's anime. the anime yep. subscription service. Yep. All right. Any other niche ones? Anything small that you're you're subscribed to, or is it pretty much just the the big ones? I mean, if we want to get into music, yeah, but okay. <laughs> that's a different that's a different game. Okay, that's another four or five services. <laughs> Um, yeah, me, I'm, I'm definitely subscribed to Netflix, Amazon, HBO, and Disney plus, um, Netflix, I actually, uh, don't pay for it's my fiance's account, but I personally pay for Amazon, um, HBO and Disney. Um, and then I also have Peacock, which is NBC's new streaming service. Um, I Mm -hmm. pretty much only use that for one thing um and uh do i have anything else i don't think so uh i know there's a ton of new services that are coming out well we already have amc plus the amc tv channel they have their own streaming service uh cbs all access has its own streaming like cbs has its own streaming service Mm -hmm. um the discovery channel has discovery plus right now which is all of their oh, stuff. Uh, Paramount is coming out with their streaming service at the uh, end of March, I think, or in the middle of March. So Paramount Plus. So literally everyone is going to have a... Yeah, a Stars has their own Stars already. Stars has their own. Then, yeah. like, you can subscribe to any, I think, of those, those pay cable channels. The major, yeah. They're like Cinemax, Stars, um, Encore, I think is the one. Showtime. Yeah, Showtime, yeah. So uh, yeah. there's just... All those niche ones that just need to give into a conglomeration <laughs> yeah. and just... So I can watch things <laughs> that don't need to be isolated. Is that, I mean, and then, you know, they, these companies wonder why people, uh, you know, share their passwords and things like that. So, yeah. Because I mean, we can't afford to pay. there's all these pay. niche things you don't need to have. Like, I'm not going to pay for your, I'm not going to pay $15 for your service when you all, the only thing you have that I want to watch yeah. is maybe the Terminator franchise. <laughs> and even then, like. That's all you got. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't, why like, am I going to give you $15 a month just to watch? Like, no. <laughs> go out and buy the <laughs> bananas. For much, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, speaking of paying, uh, let's let's get into the dollars and cents behind these streaming services that we that we subscribe to. Uh, so personally, uh, I pay $10.999 a month for the Peacock, $13 for Amazon Prime. Um, HBO Max, I'm actually I got grandfathered in because I was in. Uh, I was an HBO Go uh, subscriber, so they gave oh, okay. me the option to have it's like three dollars off a month for the first year. So I'm paying eleven ninety nine for that, whereas uh, new users are paying fourteen ninety nine. So a little bit of a break there. Um, and yeah, my Disney Plus is eight dollars. So uh, add it all up, and before tax, it comes out to forty three bucks a month, which is, if you think about it, it's it's a pretty pricey uh monthly bill for streaming services but i am someone who i will always 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 pay for an ad free version of something because i hate ads more than oh, anything oh my goodness we are past that era people we are beyond that we are done yes. that was a bygone uh, era i hate commercials we are past it please yes. please please just yeah. pay to not have ads <laughs> when i come over to hang out i'm coming over to hang out with you 
But if we're gonna put on a TV show yeah. or a movie, if there's an ad, I will cry. <laughs> I just yeah, and I it's it's you know, and I know some people are like, oh whatever, it's just like thirty seconds every half hour or something. It's like yeah, but it just no totally no, it's five thirty second things. <laughs> there's no one ad. I've never there's no streaming yeah. sort of the one ad that's thirty seconds. It's and oh, you know, and I, it's it's probably a little crazy of us to think that way. It's just like be patient, just get through the stupid ads. But I will always I will always pay for the non ad option. I will. I have gone so far as just to not watch things if they're if I'm being constantly interrupted by ads. So when people say things like, "Hey, uh, you're paying forty three bucks a month for your streaming services, why not just get cable?" It's like, first of all, I have the option with these streaming services to watch whatever I want to watch whenever I want to watch them. If I'm paying for mm-hmm. cable, I am. I am so past this whole waiting for things to come on tv like i don't you think i want to sit around and wait till nine o'clock to watch something <laughs> no <laughs> like i i want to be able to watch it whenever i want to watch it i don't want to have to be on your schedule tv um so i think that's part of it the convenience of it the the ability to watch from multiple devices like if i'm at work and it's a super slow night or something and i i can just throw on an episode of the office if i want to i don't have to wait mm-hmm. until 11 30 p.m central standard time like i could just watch whatever i want to watch whenever i want to watch it so i think the argument for you might as well just pay for cable is such a that's such a weak argument because you i think it was strong at one point at the very beginning of streaming services yeah. and maybe even for even when a couple more streaming services came out yeah but now that there's a million of them and then now that there's so many options and there's so much content and mm-hmm. these streaming services are creating their own content absolutely it's just kind of like there's no yeah and you can tailor you can cable. tailor it to your specific interests you know and it's just that's such a yeah. uh, a nice thing to be able to do but yeah that's me bryce uh you you're probably playing a lot less than i do because you get a lot of your services yeah for sure. um yeah pretty much i think i feel like i might actually be paying for the Disney Hulu ESPN bundle now because mm. I think my year or whatever was, but I don't know. I just tried looking up the account and it didn't say it was billed. It just, I don't know. Okay. If I am being billed for it, it's only going to be seven or eight bucks because that's what I remember um, the price being. Okay. Um, but I don't. I actually don't think I'm paying for that, so I'm just not going to count that. Okay. And then, uh, but I am paying for HBO Max. That's fifteen. Um, Amazon Prime. I guess you said it was fourteen for you, so I'm gonna say I don't know what it what it costs because I thought it was just like a yearly. Cost. There's it's a, like, it's a thirteen monthly, or I think it's like a hundred dollars yearly. I think you have the option. Obviously, if you pay, yeah. So yearly. I have the full Amazon Prime for like I just rebuy it annually. Okay. So it just kind of comes. I with need that. to do that. It's a lot um, cheaper, and I'm never not gonna have Amazon. So. Yeah, it, that started happening happening on accident because I was going to cancel it because it is like kind of pricey just as a one-time payment thing. But mm-hmm. then I just kind of kept paying it. I was like, well, I use it all the time. Yeah. So yeah. like I am getting my money's worth. It's not like I'm just blowing 120 bucks because exactly. I think it's more expensive up here in Washington. I think it's like 140 or 100. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a little absurd, but um but again i use it all the time so it's not that absurd clearly (laughs) (laughs) um so that probably comes out to about like 12 or 13 a month uh and then uh so i pay for that pay for hbo i think that's all i'm paying for because the rest of the other ones i'm just uh the disney bundle comes with my phone service Mm. and the other ones i'm on my friends accounts so Mm. it's kind of i'm not paying the probably so what 30 something okay. i guess because right. the 15 and then 13 so like 20 28 bucks 30 bucks probably okay not terrible diving yeah. into all that yeah not terrible not terrible and i watch stuff all of the time yeah. like if i compare it to movie ticket prices mm-hmm. or paying for a cable or or anything else uh or buying movies um or renting movies that's a whole different rant yeah <laughs> <laughs> another era i feel yeah. like we're past yeah. <laughs> um then uh it's it's nothing it's such a drop in the in the bucket a drop in the ocean because i i watch so much i watch all of it i enjoy i dive for niche things i have mainstream things i enjoy rewatching all the time um and it's just I'm always watching something, so it it is worth it for me. Speaking of that, what are your like? What are your go tos? What are your like streaming? What which which ones do you use most often, and which ones do you kind of? 
Just have, just have. Um, so the ones I go to most often, um, that's a tough one to answer for recent cases because I've just been trying to dive in and find things. Okay. Uh, so I'll start with that. So when I when I'm trying to dive like deep dive and find like really niche things, sure. Um, lately. Amazon Prime Video has been giving me that. Okay. Has been satisfying those needs. So there's just been random things on there. There's just so many random yeah. things on there. Yeah. And I've been enjoying them, not necessarily because they're great, but because they're different than what I'm going to find anywhere else. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but I would say Netflix is probably still the comfort one. Um, okay. And, you know, even though I'm not watching a whole lot on HBO right now, I still go to it even though i never put anything on like it's it's the app i i I open up because it just it feels like this is where i should be (laughs) but netflix is the comfort thing netflix is where i go to like watch um just whatever uh whether it's a a mainstream thing or a niche thing so i think netflix is still still the holder but hbo max is right there too because i think there's just a lot of superhero movies or a lot Mm. of like um a lot of the powerful movies and okay. kind of dramas are on there and i when i need my fix for that that is where i go to fair enough so netflix and hbo are the, are the tops yeah i'm definitely in the same boat when it comes to netflix I, th- I feel like for me uh like amazon and netflix are what i go when i'm just browsing like if i don't know what i want to watch and i'm just looking for something to watch yeah. amazon and netflix will be my go-tos like that that's my first step probably Netflix first, just because that feels the most familiar to me. And then I'll scroll through it, and then I'll be like, okay, there's nothing on here I want to watch. Then next step is Amazon Prime. So I'll open that up, scroll through that, and you're you're right, though. Like, Amazon has such uh, a, a diverse library. Like, they're, they've mm-hmm. got so much of everything. Like, it's not just yeah. one specific kind of thing. Um, Movie-wise, I feel like their shows are a little bit lacking. I think, I think yeah, Netflix yeah. is hands down. Yeah, I don't down think I've watched the, many shows on there. Yeah, Netflix to me is hands down the the go-to for TV shows. Um, but I mm. feel like when it comes to movies, Amazon's library is just a little more diverse than Netflix. Um, uh, yeah, so if I can't find anything on either of those, HBO is probably my next go-to. Um and I think with their whole deal with Warner Brothers this year, where all of Warner Brothers releases are going to... That's going to change the game. Yeah. I'm excited for that. There's yeah. a lot of people that are like, no, 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 it needs to come out in movie theaters and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, sure. But, you know, I as much as I love the movie theater, this is still going to be like, yeah. I get to watch it at home first now, and then I can go... If it comes, if it, because they're not all side by side releases, I don't think, right? Yeah, every every single Warner Brothers or title that's coming out in theaters is coming is simultaneously dropping on HBO Max. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Then yeah, then you get to watch it at home, and yeah. if you have HBO Max, and then decide, oh, this is definitely something I need to see in theaters yeah. too, or or vice versa. So, if you're like if you're yeah, like or vice me versa, you're, you're a, a movie a movie purist, and you want to go see it in theaters for the first time. You watch it in theaters, and then you don't have to pay to rewatch it at home. You can just go home yeah, and watch it exactly. right away if you want to. So, I, I as someone who you know is employed by the movie theater industry, obviously it hurts us. Um, but it's something that the logical, uh, practical side of me is like, yeah, this makes sense. Like this makes movies so much more accessible to the general public. It keeps people safe. You know, there is still a pandemic going on, so it is not mm-hmm. a bad thing. You know, other than for movie theaters like it's it's a good thing for everyone but movie theaters and and the film industry because obviously you know you lose out on the opportunity to make money at the box office if your film is dropping on hbo max at the same time but i get it i get it um and uh peacock is probably my next go-to i use that strictly for the office so i use it every day um (laughs) i uh yeah so i watch the office every day and you know i it's i could say that they have other stuff on there but i'm just gonna be honest with you all i use it for is the office like (laughs) there's no you know you talk about pet people and non-pet people (laughs) but i think the conversation should have been office people versus non-office people (laughs) yeah you know it's just it's just something that i literally watch every single day i don't think there's been a day i don't understand it's just it's like it's a comfort thing man you know like it's just something that i enjoy and it's like a de-stressor for me it's super familiar i still laugh at episodes that i've seen probably a hundred times 
and it's just it's it's just something that I love and uh, yeah that's what I use that for and um, yeah Disney Plus is probably my my last choice and I only use Disney Plus uh, well my history with Disney Plus is that I got it because of the Mandalorian because I wanted to watch season one watch the Mandalorian uh, cancel my subscription Mandalorian season two <laughs> dropped. I was like, oh, I should probably re up on that. So I re upped on my subscription for season two. Have yet to watch season two of The Mandalorian. Um, so I think here in the next couple of days, I'm just going to cancel my Disney Plus because I the the appeal of The Mandalorian or these uh, MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe TV shows aren't really doing it for me right now. So it's something that I'll come back to if I ever get that itch again and i need to scratch it but as of right now i'm just not into that so i think i think it needs to go um yeah and i'm not like a disney head like i don't really i don't need to watch the classics like if i need to watch them you know i thought i was going to need to because when i owned them on because i started collecting them on uh before they became like outrageously priced Mm. uh you know, I was starting to collect them. Like you could find Hercules on just regular DVD for five bucks at Walmart. Okay. Some, yeah. Like yeah. Back when, and so I started collecting them, and then I lost them somehow. And then I was like, oh man, I would watch these all the time because I did. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I can't wait for Disney Plus. Get Disney Plus. I have yet to rewatch like a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff, yeah. and I don't know why because yeah. I used to be that person, but now it's like I'm just not ever. I just don't. But um, I definitely. Uh, had had gotten it for the Mandalorian. That was one reason, and because I thought I was going to be a Disney head about the classics. And then, uh, but what kept me, and what was, um, and what I'm still excited for. Hopefully, they continue it. But I love me some Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> and his world according to Jeff Goldblum is just wonderful. And I still rewatch some of those episodes. Hey, talk about, <laughs> and niche. I'm hoping for a second season. <laughs> but hey. They have it on there. Yeah, yeah there you <laughs> go. Will. I mean, and that's the thing, right? That's the convenience of these of these streaming services. It's like <laughs> if you, if they have one thing that the competition doesn't have, they got you. They have you. Yeah, they, you're not gonna unsubscribe because you need that yeah. one thing. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, and I feel like that's all I need though. Like those those are the ones that I need. I Hulu I used to have, but I just. I never opened it, and there's been a couple of like Hulu original movies that I've been interested in, but it's like, do I really want to sign up for Hulu just to watch this movie one time? Probably not. Same thing yeah, with like Apple I'm glad TV. It came with the bundle. Oh uh, yeah, well that's true. Uh, well, yeah, because there's only two things I care about, and it's Letterkenny and mm, Killing Eve, which okay. I still need to watch the third season of Killing Eve. But like other than that, I don't. I browse through there and I'm like, I don't care about any of this. And this bundle is the one with ads. So it's like, I extra don't care about this. That's tough. Um, Yeah. And it's like, same thing with Apple TV. Like there's a couple of things that I would want to watch on that, but not enough to subscribe to it. It's like, yeah, I just, and that's the beauty of, again, the beauty of these streaming services is that you can tailor, you know, make your own cable basically. Like you, you create Mm -hmm. your own cable network for yourself. So it's it's awesome and a uh, good thing that free trials exist uh, because if I really want to watch something, I'll just make up some bogus email account and sign up for a free trial and <laughs> watch it and binge it real you know, watch quick it in seven days and then cancel real swift. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, I think I I I appreciate what streaming services have done uh, for us. And I think it's something that millennials and Gen Z are much more appreciative of than like the boomers. Um, but I also I I think it's getting a little ridiculous with how many <laughs> like companies yeah. are coming out with their own streaming services. Uh, but again, everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. And I, I get it from a business standpoint. But as a consumer, it's just like, oh, God, can we can we cut it out? Can you guys like merge, you know, do something where you come up with a package deal or something? But <laughs> In the end, though, no matter what, we're still past the days this of mailing true. DVDs. <laughs> this is true. Even though Netflix still offers that as a service. 
I think they do, I think and they I do. find that very interesting. Yeah. I'm curious how much business they get with that. I'm very curious. I'm sure, they must still get something. Yeah, I'm sure the boomers, man, they they love that shit. They love getting DVDs. Yeah. They don't know what, they don't know what a stream is. Sorry if we have any boomer <laughs> listeners out there. I'm speaking to <laughs> the the portion of oh, you man, that attacking don't attacking our it is. audience. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's our conversation on streaming services, guys. Uh, I think we are going to uh, jump into one last break, and then we'll be back with Brewer's Choice. So yeah, stick around, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, we're going to jump into our Brewer's Choice segment. This is just our recommendation segment. We're going to give you guys some recommendations based off of what we've consumed this week. So anything that we've listened to, watched, played, eaten, anything, we're just going to give you guys a recommendation um, based on that. So, um, yeah, we were just talking about streaming services, and uh, there is a movie that just dropped on HBO Max uh, called Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I was able to watch this at the Sundance Film Festival a couple of weeks ago, and I loved it and uh, immediately shared my thoughts with uh, Bryce and Jen in our group chat, and I told them about, about how much I loved it. And, uh, yeah, super excited to rewatch it. Haven't had the chance. I've been at work all weekend, but um, it's on HBO Max. It's part of that Warner Brothers uh, dual release when they're doing theatrical and HBO Max releases at the same time. So if you guys have a couple of hours to spare, it's an incredibly powerful movie about Fred Hampton, who was the chairman of the uh, Black Panther Party in uh, Illinois. Um, so if you guys have a chance to watch it, it's a very, very, very good movie. Very sad, very tragic, but I think it's very important for people to watch um, some incredible performances. Uh, Keith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya are the leads, and they just do a fantastic job. And it's, uh, again, not the easiest movie to watch uh, because of what happens, um, but it is a very powerful movie. And it's, um, yeah, yeah, I, I recommend it. Couldn't recommend it more. It's my first five-star movie of the year. Um, so if you guys have a chance to check it out, please, please do. Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. Beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Bryce? Mine is going to be a feng shui thing. Oh. So I was like in a weird like rut this last week, like just kind of like I was in a funky mood, and I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to do something about this. And I looked at the living room, I looked at the bedroom, and I was like, I gotta move some, I gotta move something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I need to, I need to shake some, I need to shake some things up. So. I did that. I moved. All I did was rotate the bed around mm. in my bedroom, and it totally just changed everything. Like it changed it a bunch. It like sparked some things. Like oh, oh, this is <laughs> this is what I needed. <laughs> so my recommendation is, is if you're feeling in a funk and you just don't know what it's about, you can't figure it out, and you have the opportunity to just move something, like just mm. to change something up a little bit that you can like control and easily move back like you know it's something you can easily yeah. control and, and switch back if you need to but like just to just to shake your mind up a bit just to shake things hey. up just move move that couch move you know you you know just move it and <laughs> uh you know if uh if you think the uh coffee table if you just want to try it on the other side of the couch or you want to try it you know just put it in the middle of the room just randomly not because it belongs there because you want to see what it feels like do it. Just move it in the middle of the room. You could move it back. It doesn't have to stay there. That's true. And uh, it's it's a beautiful feeling. It's yeah. great. And uh, it it helped me a lot. So feng shui is important. Everyone, give it a give it a go if you're feeling in a rut. <laughs> that reminds me. I saw a, a meme on uh, Reddit the other day, and it was like, remember back in the day where you rearranged your bedroom. And you were like, oh, shit, this is it. Like, new room, new me. Like, like you would just get so much joy out of moving your shit to different positions in your room. Because, like you said, that's the one space as a kid that you controlled. And you're like, well, I can do so whatever I want to. I never to. did any of that. Oh, you never, never rearranged your room? Any, no. Oh, man, I did I never that shit every did six anything. months. I think, <laughs> yeah, no, I just never, I don't know why, I just never did it just it is what it was the only things that would change were maybe the movie because i worked in the movie theater so i get movie posters all the time and i would change what was on my wall maybe um but that's pretty much 
it. I didn't really move things around at all. And then even when I started moving and uh, being a roommate places and stuff, like even that, I didn't really, I loved it when I love rooms when they're empty Mm. and then I love filling them up with stuff. Um, not like in a hoarding style, but just like putting for like furnishing them and like placing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then it's it. But then eventually, and now as I'm getting older, like, I don't know what it is that's different, but like now I love the empty space. Like I'll clean it out. Like I'll even empty out a whole room right now. Even if it's like a whole couch, I'll move it out of the way mm-hmm. and just leave the room empty for a day or half a day. And I'll vacuum and clean it okay. and like get it all. Clean. And then I'll just lay in there. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the next day or at the end of the day, I'll put everything back and I, maybe I didn't change anything. Sometimes I do, but then it feels great to just do yeah, that. Yeah. And I don't know what's different about <laughs> when I was a kid versus now, yeah, but nah. sometimes I just need that empty clean room hey. and it just feels so great. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Even if everything goes back to where it was. <laughs> like. But that is going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again. Um, yeah, if you guys have any emails you want to send us, please do that by writing into brewedconvos at gmail.com. We'd love to hear anything and everything from you guys, anything you guys have been experiencing over these last couple of weeks, any thoughts on the show, any critiques, anything you guys want to send us. We'd love to hear uh, brewedconvos at gmail.com. Uh, Bryce, uh, where can they go if they want to find us on social media? Uh, yes, hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at Brood Podcast, also Twitter at Brood Convos, and we're doing weekly Discord chats uh, that uh, I post on the story. I'll post links every Sunday morning, and 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time is uh, when we get the chat rolling, so cool. start joining on those. We talk about uh, whatever we talked about on the last episode or previous episodes, uh, or we just chat about what's going on in your life. Let's just hang out. That's what it's all about. Yeah, sounds awesome. Um, And just a quick update on our whole Apple podcast situation. We are are still trying to figure that out. I I think I have a way around it, so hopefully we will be back up on Apple Podcasts. Maybe not for this episode, but hopefully on next week's episode, so make sure you guys are are checking back on uh, next week's episode if you are an Apple Podcast listener. We are in the process of figuring that situation out, so we should be good to go here in a few days. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Again, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Until then, my name's Adonis. And I'm Bryce. Thanks, guys. Bye. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. Our editor is Adonis Schiff.